Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. What is the show? And uh, this is Untapped. What's, what's it called? <laughs> uh, this is round two. Uh, we just finished and uh, wanted to do another one. By the way, we only had one beer. What the heck is going on I around know. here? 45 minutes, one beer. Something's going on. It's a shift in the... Are we out here trying to get sober? <laughs> no. We'll all, what is that, uh, that early James line? And uh, washing my dishes in the dark. Come October, I just might get sober. <laughs> I thought admitting was the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I don't know. I don't know about this October if it'll happen.
Walking on white sand with my best friend Talking about when it's all gonna end You know, I figured though there's that one day and I see these people and I'm I'm so proud of them. Like Sarah Shook. She's oh, been yeah. sober for over yeah. three years now. I mean, I love that. I love to see her post about her. And I figure, you know, in my at my age, I'm eventually gonna do it too. I mean I don't drink that much. You and, I, to, you and I both have toned it back a whole lot since oh, we well, started this show. Well, I had to tone it back. Want to have my stroke yeah, for health issues because yeah. I'm I'm in a wheelchair and if I have more than three beers I can't walk to the bath you know transition from my chair to the toilet mm. so I mean yeah, there's things I got to watch out for but I don't know man I just figured there's that day that my body and my brain will be like all right that's I'm good mm. you know because I used to do that in my younger days I I would drink for a year and then I'd be wouldn't drink for two years. It's been a while. I, uh, a buddy of mine shared this post with me, and I, I don't know like the uh, the science behind it. Let's we'll do some fact checking. But uh, it says like an abstinence from alcohol could lead to dementia. So I, I don't think that uh, being belligerent with alcohol all the time, but I, I do believe in the idea of like having a glass of wine or a beer at the end of the day. Is I don't see how it could hurt. Sure. Well, my wife actually shared an article with me, or she shared the contents of the article through her mouth to me about alcohol and consistent alcohol causing dementia. So, wow, we got two different stories. Yes, yes. Because my mother is going through dementia issues right now. And so we're very um, aware of dementia and, and its effects and what it does to a family. And so she pointed this out, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, boys and girls, looking at that for yourself, uh, <laughs> one of us is right, one of us is wrong. <laughs> That's it. But I, I think, like, just alcohol in and of itself is uh, anytime, like, you're in a, abusing it, it's, it's ultimately not going to be good for your health. Not only could it lead to you uh, hurting yourself, but you could hurt other people. Uh, and also, like, uh, you know, I know guys that are, you know, 10, 15 years older than me, and uh, it might, I wouldn't have considered them to be uh, alcoholics, uh, but uh, alcohol has definitely taken a toll on their health. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, and I don't know, like everybody's a little bit different. I know people who have, I know a guy in my hometown, dude, like uh, he's not drinking coffee in the morning. I'm talking about he's just, pre- he's, pours up a fifth of vodka yeah. and he just drinks on and, it all and, and he's he runs on it he may may go all the rest of his life and never have cirrhosis of the liver but then you can have uh you know young like my brother um 40 years old i lost him to alcoholism um 40 years old yeah you know i mean not that old yeah, yeah. not that old so it's just really i guess all depends on your body so just know yeah. that and take it to and pay attention too as i've learned to what medications you're on because your medications could have an effect on, your, on how much alcohol point. you can handle, you know. So we so. started the show out with misinformation. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but, I, but I want y'all to be mindful about that. It's like I don't want, like, Untapped and Vinyl to be a show. It's like, oh, yeah, every time Untapped and Vinyl, I'm getting hammered with the boys. I don't want it to be like, have a beer with us, <laughs> you know. But not, yeah. not if you're driving or at work, but if you're yeah, at home, and, like, relaxing. And you nailed it earlier. We've gotten better as the show yeah. went on because I, we've got a friend who will remain nameless who has said, <laughs> I love the show until y'all start getting drunk and then I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, it's like you, know? you get a little belligerent. <laughs> so we'll just have to not get sloshed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we're on it. Like the last episode, we had one beer. Yes. And well, then, I'm already halfway through with this one, so we're working on a good good time the second so half. We're working on the second. <laughs> uh, so we are still drinking the same beer. Uh, nothing new to report. We could break out one of those pumpkins. We'll, we'll, we could do that we'll, next. Uh, we'll, yeah. do, we'll do that next, yeah. and we'll finish off with the uh, the Elysian. So we'll do the uh, untapped portion later. Uh, in other news, dude... Uh, and for many of the listeners of the show, they do know that you are a Lucero fanatic. They recently had uh, the block party, the family party. So 
Uh, for uh, you've talked about it time and time again, but what is the Lucero Block Party? Lucero Block Party it used to be called the Family Block Party um, because they invited everybody that was, f- you know, fans of the band to come on up. It's uh, it's um, a whole day event in the parking lot of Minglewood Hall in Birmingham. They got food trucks. Um, in the past, they've had like skateboarders, skateboard ramps. Um, all different kinds of booths and things, different vendors. Um, the people who do the Memphis as fuck t-shirts are there. You typically, um, Oliver Peck, the famous tattoo artist, he's been there before with his uh, clothing line. America um, Photography. America Photography is always there. It really Daniel sucked. Wolf, right? That's it's a, it's, I don't know who it is. I, I yeah. think that's the guy. I've never him. officially met the person. Um, but um, but I've taken several pictures in it, and my wife was a little bit sad this time because I can't maneuver into the the trailer and back out again. Um, so I was told us the next time you and I in the trailer. Um, but it's it's just a cool experience. They invite. I mean, in the past, I've seen people like um, John Moreland has been there. Um, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Family party, right? That's yes. the family aspect. Yes. Right? Lucero and, and Friends. Yes, Lucero and Friends, exactly. So this time, I finally got to see a full set from American Aquarium, who I love, BJ, and that whole bunch. I've seen them twice, and they, they just get better. I better. saw them the first time open up last year around this time. They played at a, I mean, because we're still going through the pandemic, they played at a um, uh, drive-in movie theater with Lucero, but it poured down rain as soon as they got started. Rain stopped after tornado scare, and then Lucero went on, played about five or six songs, and then got canceled because of the rain. It got yeah. so heavy. It was ridiculous. But um, this year also they had uh, Jason Borland and the Stragglers were there, and Tim Berry, who played acoustic, but he's the lead vocalist for the band of Vale, who I was a big fan of um, growing up. Um, avail so it was really cool to see him but it was it was really cool because he has a cool take on life and i think he's about my age so it really i don't know i connected with uh, tim barry a lot cool man yeah, yeah and so i mean just i mean I, that kind of ties into like lacero for you so i mean how long have you been going to these block parties that was my fourth one i think um because they didn't have it for two years because of the pandemic um, but yeah, I think that was my fourth one. I've been, this was my 16th time seeing Lucero. Mm-hmm. And so like, just, just with the progression of Lucero and like, you've mentioned it time and time again on the show is like, uh, I still go back to like early Lucero where like tears don't matter much. And like, yeah, that, I guess that's the stage where I'm at, but yeah. like, it's interesting. Like when I listen to new Lucero and we, you know, when, when I, when Lucero comes on, I think about you, and like when I go through like newer Lucero, I see what you mean by like the progression of time. Yeah, it's like they I think moved a little later than I did into the progression of things because I my first marriage ended, and that's when I discovered Lucero. So I was in that tears don't matter much, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was in that fistful of tears um, part of Lucero. And so that's what I got to love. And so every time they put out a new record, it's like, man, I've already raised a kid, but you're just now raising kids and Mm. you're just now getting into it. So now I guess their music is more of like, you know, I'm on the road, I miss my family. And so I guess I get that too, because when I'm away from my my family too long, I start to miss them. You know, I want to talk to mom um, every now and again, you know. Um, And so I guess I'm I'm with them uh, up to that point. And I understand that, their lives are different than mine. They're not going to be able to exactly um, yeah. echo my life or, or whatever, you know, mirror my life. Right. But, uh, but it's, man, I just, I don't know of a band that has ever spoken words to me that have been more true than Lucero. Right on, man. Yeah. I've, I've been spending, uh, just since the weather broke over this past week is like right when the weather snapped, my mind immediately went to Nathaniel Rateliff. Yeah, sure. Uh, with and without the night surfs, and so like a, that is somebody like I've you know really like relate to as far as the songwriting and the style, and like mm-hmm. a huge fan of Nathaniel Rateliff. You got that over me right now. I haven't had the opportunity to see him live. You've seen him live twice now. Uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, I've seen once. I thought you saw him. Oh, in no, tu- you twice. saw him in Tupelo, and I saw then him in Tupelo, and then in Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. So I have seen him twice. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of Kentucky because I totally forgot that. That was a 
blazing blitzing weekend. Yeah. It was <laughs> so, a bourbon fest, right? Yeah. So, my gosh, bourbon and beyond. Yeah. Um, but Lucero, I mean, every time I've seen them, and now I say I've seen them 16 times, I've seen Ben Acoustic twice. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen the band technically 14 times, but I counted as 16. Just something about their music, man. And I hope that everybody can find that band. Because for me, growing up, it was The Doors. Mm-hmm. When I found The Doors, it's like the whole world of... After the Sex Pistols, um, I found The Doors, and I was like, holy crap. And, and for a lot of people, it was like Nirvana, you know? Sure, uh, sure. And then uh, I, I take a step back uh, when it comes to like influences, uh, when it comes to almost every aspect or genre of rock since Pink Floyd. Like, Pink Floyd is just... You talk about like dark side of the moon, like when you talk about light going into a triangle and then coming out with that rainbow prism. prism yeah. It's like I literally think about that prism as being like the influence it had on the world. Of uh, man, like, right on. I mean that that record stayed the in the top one hundred album charts for thirty something years, and rightly so. And <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I I don't know if you've had a chance to meet him yet, but uh, Farouk, my buddy from Egypt, he came to he came to a Cosmic Gravy show. I've had him on the podcast twice now. Uh, he's he's studying physics. Uh, he'll be wrote up in some papers uh, for quantum physics for what he's doing in the computer world. Uh, there'll be quantum computers, and uh, that'll be because of his work. Uh, yeah. And so, like, he did something very great for humanity, but like. I met him at a Cosmic Gravy show, and we stepped outside to have a drag, and, uh, you know, he came out there with us, and we got to talking, and lo and behold, we live in the same apartment complex. Not only that, we live in the same building, and Pink Floyd is his favorite band, and so, like, whenever yeah. I get to hanging out with Farouk, everything starts at Pink Floyd, and it it just spreads out from there. Like, yeah. I, like every band that he goes to, I was like, rabbit hole you can go all the way back to pink floyd where it starts yeah 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 and it it is that way for you know a lot of people i think about you know i think about abe uh you know he he talks a lot in songwriting and not only about influence with in utero uh with nirvana or you know uh the the famous uh weezer wrote a song called heart songs uh nirvana come out with a song of a naked baby on it and it just broke the chains on my soul i mean so many people were influenced by these records um whether you're a musician or not but it just totally changed the way that you viewed music altogether yeah time is wasting time to be found 
came running back around Like a predator Yeah, like I always tell the story, and I've told it here before, of my cousin Dusty and I riding in his, his vehicle and we're listening to my Vinnie Vincent Invasion cassette that he had borrowed. And he's like, hey, I won't really want this. Is there something that I've got that you want? And I'd remembered seeing down in his little, in, where the emergency brake Never mind is. the buttocks. Never mind the bollocks. Here's bollocks, the sex yeah. pistols. Yeah, and I was like... I'll I'll check that out. No cover for it, nothing. Yeah, man, that record changed my life, you know. Yeah. But then the the influence is so wide because through say Nirvana and stuff like that, I got to know who Tom Waits was and who Leonard Cohen was. Yep. Um, so I've been going down that rabbit hole even before there was a rabbit hole, you know. Because right now, I mean, like I think the most famous rabbit hole is probably YouTube. Somebody get on YouTube, look up a Nirvana video. Next thing you know, they're they're listening to Celine Dion. You know, I mean, it just goes that many different facets. That's true. That's true. Of music, yeah. you know. And I think back when I was getting into Tom Waits and Nirvana and the Doors and stuff, shit, we just we had to go through friends. You know, it's like you waited for friends to turn you on to something new. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can remember and and having a mixtape. And Leonard Cohen being on it, and then Voivod being the next, you know, some some thrash metal. I mean, you it's, know? it's something fun that we've been doing here on the show, and like uh, we we put it up on YouTube, and it like uh, it immediately got copyright violations. But you you've seen these videos of like just just take this as like uh, you'll take a couple of black guys, and they'll like be interacting to like one of the like a Tyler Rage Against song. the Machine, yes. yeah, yeah, or Rage Against the day, yeah. yeah. And so like my buddy had the idea. Um, he was like, I want to do like a reaction video of you because like, you're not very immersed into the hip hop scene. And like, he chose like a, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on, uh, Beyonce's husband, uh, Jay-Z. Got you. Yeah. Uh, and he shared a Jay-Z song and like, he let it play and I was like, that's Jay-Z. And I was like, I know and like that song. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, but he could, you know, he was like, I just wanted to do that just for like a general audience because I thought that would be a song that everyone knows. I was like, yeah, well, absolutely. So it got shut down for copyright. No, they let it air, but like, uh, I don't get any money for it because gotcha. of copyright infringement. Like with the things on YouTube, if I put a YouTube video out, like if there's a copyright on it, I, I don't get any, I can't have any ads or anything on it. Gotcha. So hey, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm not the YouTube star. I'm on YouTube. I'm all not the YouTube over star. Y'all could help me out there, dog. I got like, I don't know, <laughs> right at a hundred. I, I could go for a thousand. So uh, it's the march to a thousand now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got with the old radio station I was with, um, ninety-five through the bear. <laughs> you need there, a, you ready for a beer? Yeah, there are probably two hundred different videos um, of me. They're in the bottom of the fridge. No, no, no. On the bombshell. Yes. Oh, now. Yeah. Have you had that before? Have not. Let me polish off this one and then we'll get going on the pumpkin. But anyway, like, go ahead. What you were talking about with YouTube? Yeah. Um, with my old radio station, 95 Through the Bear, I probably got, there's probably 150 videos out there just of me. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it on my own. I, mean, I just did it then because we were supposed to, you know. So. And while we're talking about YouTube, uh, Cosmic Gravy, uh, Cosmic Gravy, spell it with two Y's there at the end with gravy, and you can find. Um, we got a lot of live show uh, performances on there. If you want to uh, get you a little bit of that scratch made, it goes good on biscuits. Just check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy's one of the best things ever 
invented. Yeah. One of the best foods in the world. Oh, I know that about it. <laughs> I don't know about cosmic gravy. I don't know what that's all about. That sounds a little like crazy gravy. That's a little psychedelic. Like a little wavy gravy. It is a little wavy. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's funny, uh, not to get off on that tangent for a while, but I, I am very happy to be working with those boys. Uh, shout out to Hunter, Phillip, and uh, Matt. Uh, the band, I, I'm not an original member of it, but the band was called that so that we wouldn't take ourselves too seriously, nor would the crowd. Good. And uh, I think that's a great mentality because, uh, you know, I think whenever you get to working in a band and, like, somebody within the band or or however that goes, gets to taking their self too seriously, you get a little bit of an ego. Yeah. And uh, it makes it to where not only uh, is there a problem within the band, but it becomes hard to connect with the crowd. So I think that's a good starting point. It's like, let's just go ahead and head this off. Is that where a bunch of the bands, that's that probably why there's a band called Let's Eat Grandma? Maybe I can't speak for that. The butthole surfers. I think so with that. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know how they found me, but <laughs> yeah. they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like there's or, a big. You know Taylor Hollinsworth and the Spider Eater. Shout out. Yeah. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a trend of bands using two V's instead of a W. Yeah. In their name, always being the first one that comes to mind. There's a. Um, there's more bands. I can't remember. I play them on Indies only even, but it's just like. Okay, that's your thing. I get it. I mean, but once somebody does, well, I mean, something... think about this. Like, have you seen like the websites where like it's the band name generator? You just like click a button and it'll just come up with like a band name no, for you. No. I mean, really, like it's almost like trying to name a movie or like name anything at this point. Like, what under the sun hasn't been done, right? Sure, sure. And I can remember back, back when I was a teenager, and um, we had the White House slaves. Yeah. And we had went through so many different iterations of, of White House slaves that uh, Tallur and I decided, well, it's time to change the name. So when we went to change the name, everybody came up with like four or five different things that they wanted. Nothing, nobody, not one person liked every, you know what I mean? Like, we couldn't agree on shit. Yeah. So finally, I said, let's just call the band Nothing. <laughs> So we were called Nothing, and it was the hardest thing in the world to explain. Now there's a band called Nothing yeah. out there. I wish I would have copyrighted the name yeah. at the time. We but got the uh, URL. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to buy this from me. Yeah, well, that was, man, that was 30 <laughs> years. I wasn't even thinking about the internet when I was in the band Nothing. The internet wasn't yeah. a thing. It wasn't even, know? yeah. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, so... That's how old I am, pre-internet. <laughs> I was, I grew up on the internet. Like the, the I'm older than the internet, but... Uh, I grew up with it. Yeah. And, like, where I'm from is, like, you city folk had the Internet before we knew what the Internet was. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, they're in Little Kennedy, Alabama. We're 10 years behind everybody. Yeah, Columbus, Mississippi, we were, too. I never had cable. My family never had cable until I moved out. And my mom and my brother got cable. <laughs> I, think you, I, I think you were better for it. I'm not a big TV guy, though. Well, you know? see, I always went over to my friend's house, and that's where we saw the Nirvana video world premiere. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so. Oh, was, dude, like, just go over to television just for a second. But, like, I don't know how much time you've given to it, but uh, I haven't had a whole lot of time to give to it. But football, college, and NFL, this is arguably one of the best seasons of my life. Like, as far as, like, upsets and things going on? Yeah. Yesterday, um, no, yes, it was yesterday, uh, NFL. Mm. Was the, it was the, the day of uh, three-point wins. And the, the opening week of NFL was, like, double overtimes and people, like, missing field goals like crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Tennessee beats Florida. Like, you just – you go through like college football, you flip over to uh, NFL, and it's like, what kind of crazy crap is going to go on this time? Yeah. College, though, I mean, it seems like the first, what are we, four weeks in? Five. Five weeks in. It seems like all the shit games are right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's for, about to get real. But it's, it's only usually like a week or two, but it's been five weeks. Well, our team, Alabama, they got a shit schedule. 
Yes, and now we don't have a quarterback. Well, we don't have J- uh, 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 Bryce. Has that been officially reported? I know, they, I know Saban was saying shoulder sprain, and I was like, that sounds like a three- or four-weeker to me. Yeah, it sounds like the rest of the season yeah. at this point. But I don't know, man. But, I mean – At least you got a lot of NIL off those Dr. Pepper commercials. And then we <laughs> – those Heisman commercials. Yeah, that too. Um, but, but, I mean – Can't we, escape the guy. What was the game when I was in Memphis um, that was so Texas – Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The most streamed game of all time. That was in the, the most freaking first quarter fucking penalties the, from Alabama yeah, ever. The worst refereeing of all time. Wow. <laughs> like, there, there was so many no, referees. No, it wasn't, wasn't the referee's fault. It was our team's fault. Well, I'm, I'm not just saying that. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was like yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they, uh, we had the safety that they didn't call. But they which, had probably, that was probably the best. Um, play calling of all because they actually noticed <laughs> you didn't turn a blind eye to Alabama. Come on. Yeah. We're not paying you enough. All right. We are on the untapped portion. Okay. Now we'll talk yes. college football while we do it, but okay. now what have we got going on? We got the elite. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Easy and not out. The pumpkin ale. The pumpkin ale, man. I love me a good pumpkin ale. I don't care what anybody says. The best pumpkin ale of all times is Southern Tier. They do a pum king. It only comes in 22 ounces. Our bombers. boy Fuzzy out of Buffalo, New yep. York. He yep. knows all about it. Man, Shout out to the Fuzzy. Pum king is the best pumpkin ale. That I could drink four or five of those in a row with a 22 ounce bomber. I'm giving this, I think, a 4.8. Are you then? I love this. I, one, I one, know, one sip in. I didn't know you were a, a pumpkin dude. Didn't know I was either. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot better than New Belgium. Our original pumpkin ale brewed with pumpkin roasted in raw pecan seeds and spiced and conditioned with nutmeg, clove, cinnamon, ginger, and allspice and all things that Monk loves at a whopping 6.7% alcohol per and volume. you said pecan seeds. It was pumpkin seeds. I did. Uh, sorry. <laughs> a pecan is a seed. <laughs> yeah. if you want to get real about it. Yes. This is a fantastic. My wife just went to the store. I told her, I said, grab me some some 90 minute and whatever else they got cool. And she knows I love the pumpkins. So she found this one and I was like, hell Shout yeah. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, just, just back to college football for a season. Like, have you seen like I don't know how I don't I don't have a whole lot of time to pay attention to it because usually on Saturdays I'm on the road yeah, anyway. And I'm, not, happening with me, I'm, yeah. I'm not really yeah. paying a whole lot of attention, but like when I hop on social media for a season, it's like all I see is is Georgia the new Alabama? And then like you No, know, they struggled their ass off this past Saturday. With, with Kent State. Yeah, and and then and with Missouri too. Barely got by in Missouri and, this past and, week. And Alabama is back number one again, which by the way, who cares about a ranking in week five? It doesn't matter. But here's my point is, is, is Georgia the new Alabama? And then you, you pull up the stats, like, side by side, like, Alabama beats Texas by one, and then, like, Georgia beats uh, – uh, Somebody by Col- 35. Columbus High by 35. And you're like, oh, yeah, totally. Checks out. Yeah. And then next week they have a struggle session with Kent State, and it was like, oh, it's, it's fine. They, they're getting by. And then, like, Alabama, like, beats Arkansas, and it's like – it could have went either way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, would y'all – I mean, I understand, like, the media in sports has been, like, stroking the shaft of Alabama for some time, but it's like – I'm, and I'm not for or against the stroking of that shaft, but, like, I don't think that Georgia is to that caliber yet. 
I think they 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 probably are in contention for a national title, SEC title. They probably will if Again. Bryce Young is out. That's a big Milfro. Uh, he didn't look bad, but he certainly wasn't Bryce. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I think that Kirby has not been there long enough to create the kind of he still makes a lot of like mistakes the kind of dynasty thing that they're talking about but he definitely is headed the right direction oh yes he is um and we've not been challenged up to this point when saban first started kicking we've not been challenged since now i think georgia is the first contender to take alabama's crown but kirby will not this quickly be the goat I, that's he a, will not. That's the way to put it. The I, goat is still around, and we've got him until 2030, right? And then with the new thing, with new contract, 2030. Yeah. So we've got him till he retires. And by the way, dude, I, like a, I don't know how many games it's going to take for Saban to pull the rest of his hair out. <laughs> okay, at, what, at what year will he be completely bald? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's not going to be sporting a visor. He's, he's going to have to wear the sun cap out, you know. Yeah, he's just yeah. going to have to rock it. Wear that, wear that wicker hat. That go, ahead and, go ahead and bear Bryant and get you a houndtooth fedora, right? Yeah, you go. But uh, uh, anything else to do? Like, I've I, I just been thinking about, like, college football. Obviously, it's the main thing. Every, it's on everyone's mind. If I had to put a projection out right now with – uh, Bryce Young being hurt, I would see uh, – I don't know. You've got a lot of great teams, and, and this is just SEC talk. I, I really like Tennessee in the East. I like Georgia in the East. I like Kentucky in the East. And so those three will have to meet. Those three will have to play. We'll see what happens. I believe Georgia comes out on top on the, on the East in the West. Uh, Mississippi State is not to be trifled with. They not obviously year, they no. obviously just showed Texas A and M that yep. beat them forty two twenty four. I like Mississippi State. Obviously, I like Alabama. Road Tide. Um, Auburn is having extreme offensive line issues. Not y'all's year. Y'all probably have a good run. Well, uh, Iron Bowl. They beat LSU the other day. What is that really saying though? This season. LSU. <laughs> I can't stand LSU. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be polite because my cousin listens and he's an LSU fan. Got but. you. And I, I know LSU fans. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but, like, but in, in the West, you know, obviously Alabama, uh, don't sleep on Mississippi State. Don't sleep on Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. And nah, I think, I think don't that's, sleep on that quarterback. And I think that's as far as it goes in the West this season. Like Arkansas, we just got past them after you – Losing Bryce Young halfway through the first half, so yeah. uh, I, th- I think I uh, think the East side of the SEC is stronger this season, uh, and whoever comes out and uh, on the national side, you have Ohio State, USC. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on with Clemson. What the, what, what happened, Dabo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they got their butt whooped by somebody I didn't even heard of the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be probably a showdown again between Georgia and Alabama. I don't even I, see it being a showdown without Bryce. So. Because, because I, well, here's what I'm going to say. Being an Alabama fan, roll tide. Um, roll tiddly tide. I, I just don't, I don't see we've got, we don't have a championship team this year. But what's crazy is like preseason, you know, like Saban come out and said, "Oh yeah, last year that was a building year." <laughs> yeah, but it's like, wait, it's, you went to the national title and you're calling it a building? Yes, but then we come out <laughs> second game of the flat, year, play Texas and almost lose. Now Texas is not a bad team though. But we did not play like Alabama that day. Oh no, like most, not even after halftime. Like uh, not only setting like a streaming record. We also set a penalty record. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I figure at every damn game, I figure if we're playing like shit, wait till halftime till he's got them in the, yeah. in the room. He's and he's going to – About to chew some ass. Yeah, chew their ass, and they're going to come out, and they're going to be killing yeah, you. but they weren't. But they didn't. Yeah. And they've done that all season, yeah. I think. Yeah, they, they – There's been no powerhouse Alabama – this year, yeah, and I'm, I'm. If you go up to Oxford, Mississippi, with Ole Miss, if you don't have a little fire in your ass, Ole Miss will put some points up on you real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, of uh, Will Anderson Jr., uh, all those guys on the defense, they've got to shine because with Bryce Young out, uh, our defense has got to step up. You got to help our boys out on the offensive side. Of uh, 
I don't know. Uh, if I were to project, I, I agree with you. I think it'll be probably Georgia and Alabama and Atlanta, and then whoever wins, regardless. Let's just say if both remain undefeated, I think. Uh, yeah, both need to remain undefeated. That will need to be the only loss that either either one can have. Yeah, but. Both of them need to tighten down. But do we have anybody on our schedule moving forward? Mississippi State, maybe, that might give us hack. Our biggest game of the season was Texas A&M, and they have lost twice now. And uh, our biggest game, arguably right now, just going by rankings, regular season, is Mississippi State as of – well, no, Tennessee. Tennessee's up there. Yeah, but Tennessee, I mean, it's been the 80s since the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. So I'm not going to guess this is going to be their year. It might be. Maybe so. I don't know. It's in Knoxville. It, it'll be the first time they were able to brag on social media if they pulled right. off. <laughs> when they played Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, away from college football, dude, uh I wanted to go uh, just to music, like, like I know we didn't really talk about it, but I, I think you can uh, you can go with this. Is uh, uh, like a subculture. Is <coughs> what are some of your favorite uh, punk? Like I know we've covered punk, but maybe uh, to a specific style of punk. Uh, Okay, all right. Somewhere we haven't been. Um, we can delve into the horror punk genre or maybe even the punkabilly genre. Let's do a little punkabilly. Punkabilly. But, I mean, it is, it is October. Should we do <laughs> punk horror? Well, I mean, you can, you can go into bands like the Necromantics, um, who are definitely probably one of the biggest... Um, in the in the punkabilly slash horror punk genres, I've had a punk horror band on the show called the Green Mantles. Yeah, they're outside of like Slidell, just outside of New Orleans. Yeah, they're 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 pretty punk horror. Yeah, I've um, punkabilly's always been one of those um, genres that I've gotten into because I've always been a huge fan of rockabilly, um, and then of course punk rock. But you got bands like the Cramps who. I think kind of started more or less the punkabilly thing. Um, the misfits are in there. Um, gosh, there's so many. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of other than the, the Necromantics um, bands like Tiger Army is a really fucking great band. And like I think it's it's all based and kind of pivots around the the bass player slap basses in these bands. I think that's what drives rockabilly. You, you think about is the rhythm. Um, you think about um, even um, Johnny Cash when he and the crew did, um, was it I, I Walk the Line? That, mm-hmm. You know what that sound was? He got his guitar in order to make the bass, the, the drums, because there was no drummer in that song, he put a dollar bill in the strings. He just kind of tapped, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's that's what the 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 punkabilly genre plays on. They pull that and and combine it with punk rock. All right, blowing your mind away. So I watched this. Uh, I, I thought this might be the way to go to like curve off this uh, conversation. Here is uh, with what you were saying about the the drive of the bass. Is yeah, I was. Early Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, their first album, like the standout, now that I go back and listen to it, what really made that album great? The bassist. Yeah. Because like, I, I went from like just Nathaniel Rateliff by himself, and then I went to the, the Night Sweats. And I was like, dude, like, and these are like the, not the tracks you hear on the radio, like when you're listening to the album. Sure, like, yeah. Those, those tracks that fall silent, like we're talking like track nine, right? Is, uh, that bass player is just really sending it. And um, 
when it comes to like those style, like putting a dollar bill down between the strings just to get that muff, yeah, and just all these different unique ideas, it's like maybe it is kind of uh, just to broaden it out. Um, I really like uh, these wild ideas that like Billy Strings or like even taking it back to a Tyler Childers or a, a Sturgill Simpson and it's like just. I don't think it's so much as like you're thinking outside of the box. It's almost just like reopening a box that got forgot about, like that got buried out in the backyard when it comes to like music, right? It's like it's it's kind of hard to come up with something that's just brand new. I mean, we've been doing this thing for so long, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't think any of it's really ever forgotten. It's just we forgot about it. You yeah. know, I mean, the music's always been there. The stuff that Tyler Childers and Billy Strings are doing right now. I mean, it's, it's always been there mm-hmm. ever since day one, since Johnny Cash and whoever was before him, mm-hmm. the Texas Playboys, Bob Wills and his band and all that. I mean, that's all been a thing. It's just it's just what is more mainstream. And now, I think in this culture, because of YouTube and social media, and so genres can come and go. But I, I totally agree Like with everything that I'm paying attention to right now. and I, I do not believe it could... I don't think I'm being partial because I'm playing bass predominantly right now, but things do seem to be bass-driven at the moment. Uh, and not just, like, with the opener of, like, punkability and, like, just with the way you're talking about punk, because I totally agree with that. Because I was watching this video of, like, it went from the 70s up to the 2010s, uh, and it was talking about, like, the progression of punk. Yeah. And so, like, it is so insane. Like, just, you had a guy with a guitar... And he was just walking, like, he started at the 70s. I'm like, okay, this is the way they did punk. And then he went to the 80s. And when punk started, like, they were playing, like, full chords. And then, like, when it hit the 80s, it's like, I'm not going to say that they got lazy or anything, but, like, they weren't making full chords anymore. And they were just, like, kind of making half chords. And they were just kind of making noise. Yeah. And then when the 90s came, like, they were doing, like, even half of that. Like, you know, it was just, yeah. it was a lot of noise. Like, they weren't even making chords. And then when it came to the 2000s, what happened in the 70s, it reset. So, like, music is, like, always turning over on itself. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of what happened in the 80s was because of the Ramones. Yep. And the Ramones were influenced by the 50s. So that old whole, the 50s and 60s, so that all came back on itself. Mm-hmm. Then too, as as the as you were talking, as everything started circling around, um, I mean the Ramones, simple bar chords is it, all that was. It's the same as fashion, right? Like uh, when a trend comes out, like you know, everybody picks it up. Mm-hmm. It's just like when Nirvana hit; every band sounded like Nirvana for a while. Like in the era that you were growing up in, now, like I'm dressed pretty punk, ain't I? Yeah, definitely. but now it's just kind of normal. Yeah. And ain't that wild? Yeah. I mean, 1989. This is accepted now, but like yeah. back in your high school day, I would have been punk. I was wearing flannel shirts, combat boots, T-shirts, righty T-shirts up under it, long hair, long goatee. Um, and then the early 90s came Nirvana blue. And then all of a sudden, we were cool. We were weirdo freaks prior to that. You yeah, know? it's like we, we, we walked into ourselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then... then then we all changed because we didn't care for that. Yeah. We didn't want to be mainstream. We, we, yeah, we you weren't know? mainstream. Yeah. So. How did that, like, I know you were in high school, but, like, how, how does that work, like, in the radio business? Like, I know that uh, you started in uh, at the W. Yep, college radio. And then it yeah. went to the Bear? No, no, no. It, no, went, it went over to, to Starkville? Yeah, it went over to Starkville to Mix 106, which at the time was the classic rock station. And so, man, I, I just, I can't really imagine because, like, here on, you know, Porch Talk on this podcast, it's like, I mean, you can be true and blue to your colors, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, when you're DJing this out, it's like, you kind of got to put on some kind of a persona? Um, I think not at the, the point when I first got started because I was in college radio and it was very free form. It was very, like, do your thing. Because, I mean, I would go from playing bands like Dead Milkman, be playing, like, Punk Rock Girl, and next thing you know, I'm playing Lard, which is Jello Biafra and uh, No Means No. Um, you know, so I don't know. It was just so broad and open. Um, just whatever you felt. I mean, I had a, a, a 
DJ friend that worked at the station that I worked at that was playing Arlo Guthrie's um, uh, uh, Alice's Restaurant on on, <laughs> yeah. so on Saturday morning. And then by the time I got there on Saturday night, I was playing Government Cheese and and uh, the, the what a time Dag to be Nasty, alive, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was a great time. And that's what college radio is supposed to be about. It's a lot more program now, yeah, because you've got these mainstream stations in the market. They kind of they're they're made to they're made for dummies. Radio is radio is made for every time you cut it on, you hear a song that you know. You don't ever want to turn it on and hear a song you don't know because you're going to probably change it. Typical radio listeners do that. And so college radio has started to play into that. And I think that sucks. That sucks for a lot of the kids that are in school and doing college radio because they don't get that chance to be their own person. We've kind of insulated ourselves here with poor talking, dude. Like now, I've got an idea. It just came to my mind uh, just with like some of the events and some of the things that I want to do is like I want you uh, to to be more involved on it. Whether it's like talking to the musicians or whatever else, it's like Porch Talk has kind of become insulated with like who we play. Obviously, we play only people who have been on the show. Yeah. But uh, you know, as we branch out and get more people, but like I believe, like as Porch Talk has kind of developed, like the insulation of it is like no, you won't hear this on your radio. But it is insulated to a point to where, like, if you want to get some of these folks, like, you'll have to go to Porch Talk to hear it. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, what is the the next level of that? Like, how could we push that further? I don't know. Unless you had... We got to build a satellite. We got to build a. We got to build a radio tower. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying unless you had like a website that was all Just exclusive, all timing. Yeah, that with the music that you play on Porch Talk and other things that people send you. Don't let them hide behind their mask. 
Cause the tanks are full of wine And their eyes are full of gas Yeah Things are tough In the promised land There's people out there working And they're trying to make a stand But it takes all their money Just to fill up a camp Full of gas that won't last In the promised land Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about like just more ways of getting people uh, who are who have been a part of the show who have been so great for the show. I mean Taylor Hollinsworth, or uh, you just go down the list. People who have been at Porch Fest, uh, uh, our boys and girls, Sarah Lee Langford, uh, Janet Simpson, Will Stewart, uh, Tim. Uh, you know, just I want to. You need more of an all-inclusive place for. <laughs> Artists like you've got a website, mm. so to do something there, yeah, and get get there. But it it needs to be like more than a podcast. It needs like maybe it's a different. And I don't think it's like a podcast. Like and I don't think it's like a serious XM radio show. But like, it's just somewhere. Hell, maybe it is just a different podcast with just music. I'm just trying to think about like just a place like to to constantly like have a pre-played like. Someone DJ'd this out, was giving you the was giving you the business, and like then giving you the the music, as it, as it would be in like a traditional college radio, to where like you probably won't hear this on your radio, but you're yeah. gonna hear it right here, like an indie's only segment to porch talk, yeah, like porch talk radio, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, you know, radio people. I could help you with that. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I just happen to know some radio folks. What the hell is going on around here? You do know Monk on the radio. <laughs> well, dude, anything else to do before we get ready to walk this thing out? Um, no, except for Joshua Ray Walker. Check that mother son of a gun out. He's, he's, he is bad business, man. I'm digging that record. Oh, and the new record, let me point out, the new record from Nikki Lane was produced by Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. You know what? I'm, I'm all on his jock. So check this record out because he actually played on it, and it is it's pretty spectacular. I listened to it for the first time today in its entirety and loved it. Right on. Nikki Lane. Well, that is going to do. Uh, that is a sign out. Uh, Monk, thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, and I just know. said I was on Josh Homme's jock. That's really weird. I've never said that before. <laughs> real men love real men. A little college football, too, all that. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> she come in with her knuckles bleeding. Cause she don't take no dirty double dealing. She don't take no shit off of pimps or dogs and limps or drunks when they cross the line. Hell yeah, I saw you leaving. And I hope to God you keep on speeding. Maybe you can outrun them demons. You just put on the gas. I don't know where the money all went. And I don't know if I'm a hypocrite. But I can't see if the candle ain't lit. The power's gone and the axle's bent. On the truck, I run into the telephone pole. Because of corn, whiskey, and rock and roll.
I can't see if the candle ain't lit. Power's got the axles bent. On the truck, I run into the telephone pole. Because of corn, whiskey, and rock and roll. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.